0: Here's what awaits your earholes in this episode of Three Shots In.
1: Her co workers immediately went to as many news outlets as possible.
0: They're yeah. accusing her of conspiring against them.
1: Yep. Her fucking statements are all super consistent, and these asshole co workers are all over the place. In the same week, Stacy Martin kidnaps her. <laughs>
0: A man in Wisconsin had a kinky little game. Mm-hmm. She pressed the barrel of a shotgun against his nutsack <laughs> and pulled the trigger when he said when. The, when of was... said when? Like, what is that? It, what?
1: This is Three Shots In. And today we're talking about...
0: <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to Three Shots In, I'm Jess. With me tonight is sexy, in-house artiste, Terrence. That's gross, I have to cut that out. Why? Because people don't like it.
1: What pussies, man.
0: Anyway, this is episode 33, and today we're talking about winners. Winners. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The best people to be, not in my case, not Winning. in my story's case.
0: Oh, the... Someone wins in your story, but they, they still lose somehow.
1: They, man.
0: What are you talking about without giving too much away?
1: A lottery winner.
0: A lottery winner. Yes. Is this like an unfortunate tale? A cautionary tale?
1: No, not a cautionary tale. It's more of like a, like winning the lotto is not all it's cracked up to be.
0: Oh, okay. I
1: mean, he- you, you'll see. It's all right. I mean, her case is very, it turns very extreme, but oh, still it's a woman. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, today I'm talking about winners of Darwin Awards.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> those are going to be great.
0: They're very unfortunate.
1: I love watching those videos. Those are like my favorite. It's terrible,
0: but it's kind of no, it's awful. It's awful. I know it's. I know that there's bitter if irony there's that to
1: fucking it. Fucking dumb.
0: <laughs> if you're winning a Darwin Award, it means you're dying from something you could have prevented.
1: Because you're retarded. What's What's happening is. Nature is selecting you out.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, there's like prerequisites, there's by the way. I
1: shouldn't put warning labels on things.
0: Dying isn't a pre- prerequisite to winning no. a Darwin Award. I you just be, didn't know there were rules.
1: You could be dismembered or you could be whatever.
0: You could also um, suffer some kind of injury that prevents you from breeding.
1: That was what I was about to say. That from what I understand, Darwin Awards are specifically like like, basically, if you can't breed anymore, you won't further <laughs> you won't further taint the <laughs> right? the bloodline. yeah,
0: someone in one of my stories doesn't die. I can't breed anymore.
1: <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Um, I don't know. I'm going to let you and them be the judges. I'm stick my wiener in this drill bit. I don't know. No, honestly, a lot of
0: sticking your wiener in stuff. Stories, no, for real,
1: like a lot of them sucked your dick off. Why did you do that? <laughs> like,
0: no, like a lot of them too, like taking the, the, none of these are my stories. But stuff we've talked about in the past, a lot of like taking Viagra and shoving your dick into something that it fit into at first, but is stuck in later on. And you're erect, like you're fucking hard because of meds. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to go away until the meds wear off. And so like, that's how if you're a
1: healthy, let me just tell you right now, and I'm not speaking from personal experience, but from what I understand, if you're a healthy young male Uh and you take something like Viagra. It is so fucking bad for you. Have you
0: heard stories of young men taking Viagra? Yeah.
1: Because they think, oh, well, like, like, because like, especially dudes that are like, they're players, right? Yeah. They want to be able to go for forever and and whatever. And it's like. What do
0: you mean by that? Like multiple chicks a night or something?
1: Or like, this chick is hot as fuck and I want to be able to last a long time.
0: To impress her.
1: But you're already a healthy young male that doesn't need. Viagra. Viagra. (laughs) And it's like. You have people that like after it finally wears off, like their shit, like they get erectile dysfunction at like early twenties and shit.
0: Oh no. I'm like, oh my
1: God. That sucks. Yeah. So it's bad. That's a Darwin award. That's a Darwin award.
0: (laughs) Anyway, what are we drinking tonight? Or well, you know what? Before that, what did we take shots of tonight?
1: We took shots of Jack Daniels, just straight up Jack Daniels. Okay. It's dog shit. It's actual garbage. Listen, that's shooting whiskey. You don't take good whiskey and shoot it. You shoot Jack Daniels or you shoot Jim Beam.
0: Or Evan Williams. Yeah.
1: Or Wild Turkey.
0: Or Wild Turkey.
1: Right? (laughs) You remember Wild Turkey. That's
0: Wild Turkey.
1: But it's a good time. It fucks you up. You have a great time. You and your friends. And you're not worried about it afterwards because you didn't spend anything on it. Doesn't matter. That's true. It's budget fucked up. But
0: Jack Daniels smells like a good time and tastes like
1: a dirty The,
0: the leak that sits at the bottom of the trash can when you pull the bag out. Yeah, that's but, what it tastes
1: so like. So that's why you dilute it with Coca Cola, right? But in you the case of shooting, a in the case lot of sugar <laughs> to hide that, <laughs> in the case of shooting, you you don't have the Coca Cola. So that's fine. You pickle back it,
0: which is what we did. Yes, and honestly, on my end, it did not help that much. It helped me a lot. I I gotta take Hanso's advice and get some Evan Williams up in the house.
1: Evan Williams, great. I actually, it it is. It's cheap, mm -hmm. and I actually enjoy it.
0: I'm not like you and Ricky and Kyle and all of our, you know, super masculine friends drinking whiskey straight, you know, or with like a cube of ice. Um, Pin on that. Okay, I cannot for the life of me, drink whiskey straight. I hate it so much. So when I'm talking about enjoying whiskey, I mean, it. the taste of it is very brief. And dad has this, it's like a an off-brand fireball. Mm-hmm. You can't have it, obviously, because it's poison. Terry has an unfortunate allergy. He's allergic to cinnamon. It's really sad, especially in the fall.
1: Listen, so it's, it's sad-ish, but it's not as sad as I, w- it, uh, whoa. <laughs> it's not as sad as if I was like allergic to red meat.
0: That's like, true. I've Some people, really, are.
1: I've never really given a shit about sweets anyway. Okay, so that's an easy let go. But if you were like, you can't have red meat anymore, I'd be like, oh my god, I'd jump into oncoming traffic. I'd be like, fuck it
0: tonight. We're drinking screwdrivers, and Terry, you, you finished your entire cocktail. It's good. <laughs> we told, so we agreed beforehand, because. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Hold orange on. juice, okay? We, Sorry. We homeschool the kids, and tomorrow we're meeting up with all the other homeschool families for a little, like, school day. <laughs> we're like, hey, what's that? <laughs> And Terry was like, let's just make sure we take it
1: easy on the tree." Well, no. What I meant was I'll have my one and then I'll stop.
0: Well, anyway, Terry, you're done with your screwdriver.
1: I'd love another one. After this wheel spin. It is really fucking good.
0: Are you willing to spin the wheel? Of course.
1: Hold on. Let me reach. (laughs) And it is.
0: Let's see. You've won. The Hunger Games. I did
1: not watch those movies or read those books.
0: But anyway, you've won the Hunger Games. What weapon did you choose to fight with?
1: So from what I understand in the Humber, Humber Games?
0: <laughs>
1: in the Hunger it's Games. the whiskey. Yeah, I'm sure. It, well, see, this is the whiskey drunk. It's good. It's a good drunk. It makes you feel great. But <clears throat> from what I understand in Hunger Games... Whatever weapon you have, you're fucking proficient with. Like, it's not like, like, oh, darn, there's this table of weapons. Which one do I choose? It's like you are a, a beast with whatever that is.
0: I don't think anybody had guns in the Hunger Games.
1: No, they? you're not allowed to have guns and shit. It's like, it's all like, it's all primitive shit. So like nets and tridents and fucking, uh, fucking bows and arrows and spears and axes and swords and shit. Sure. So from what I understand, though, whatever weapon it is that you're good with, like whatever weapon it is that you're like actually really proficient with is the one that you get, which is why the main badass bitch. She's actually played by Katniss Everdeen. She was like a fucking archer fucking monster.
0: Is that what you're choosing?
1: No, there's no way I'd be good with a bow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, what are you choosing?
1: I think I'd want to try to do a spear. Cause that's like a mixture between, I could try to throw it. Sure. Maybe within like, (laughs) my brain immediately went to D and D rules. (laughs) I was like within 30 feet. Yeah, no. So probably 30 to 40 feet. You could be accurate at throwing. Cause I've seen some of those videos of like dudes in the Congo and like, like places in the world where they still use spears to hunt shit. Sure. Where these guys are fucking accurate as fuck, but like deadly as shit. So I feel like a spear would be good because you could either like slash with it or like bash someone with the back end of it, or you could try to throw it and be accurate at distance. It's like kind of more versatile. Okay. I don't think I'd ever be good with a bow, even though it's like what I play in every medieval fantasy thing ever. You
0: do play a lot of archers. I love our dungeons and dragons campaigns. Cause I think
1: they're so dope. I've always thought they're so dope, <laughs> but it, it me as an actual person, I don't think that would be my thing. I don't think I'd be able to do it. I okay. think spear is the thing.
0: All right. So you're choosing that because you think it's not only versatile but actually within your
1: within capability. my capability. Right.
0: Yeah. Um okay, I would choose I realistically I'd be best with like a very moderate um knowledge of like trap setting.
1: Trap setting? Yeah. Oh, like you'd be like a what are they called? <sighs> it. There's a word. A sapper. Like a, like oh, you no. like you set like like booby traps and shit.
0: Not sure. Um, but yeah, that I would do that. I'd lure people into like a certain area.
1: Oh, that's fucking scary. That's kind of diabolical.
0: Um, I feel like I've got the kind of face where I could convince people that I'm just trying to be friends or
1: something. Or like <laughs> you just killed somebody and you take some blood. Oh my God, help, help me. Help. As they like fall into a punchy bit <laughs> or some shit. <laughs>
0: (laughs) I know this is awful, but like, (laughs) realistically, if I'm in a scenario where like either I survive or I die and someone else does, like literally only one person will survive this and you have to be barbaric and brutal. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going to fall on. Um, I think I'm a fairly good liar if I really want to be. Well,
1: because the whole point is like you either win or you lose. You're fucking alive or you're dead. So like in that case right there. You'd be playing off the emotions of other people like, oh, my God, can I really just kill this like wounded animal? (laughs) You know, oh,
0: my leg
1: as they fall into a pit full of fucking spikes.
0: (laughs) My understanding of the Hunger Games is it's pretty fucked up that they're all kids. Yeah, and some of them are like young kids.
1: I know, and <laughs> so, they get swag. <laughs>
0: that's pretty fucked up. But just you know, if I'm also a child and I'm in a scenario where this is what I have to do to survive, that's what I'll rely on <laughs> my my deception. Um,
1: okay. Did you see Predators, the movie Predators? Yes. So you're like the you're like the serial killer doctor.
0: Wasn't that Uncle Baby Billy? No, it wasn't.
1: No, that was From a different. Precious gemstones. He, pretty sure he was in that, but he was someone else. It was, uh, oh. it was um, uh, the one actor he was in, Freaks and Geeks, and then he played the one dude that was in the Toby. Jacob probably has nightmares about it. But the Toby Maguire Spider Man, where he played Venom. Oh, the guy that was a reporter. He was
0: in that seventy show. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know exactly who you mean. The name is I'm forgetting. I don't the, know the name,
1: but he anyway. he played the serial killer doctor in Predators, and you'd be like that.
0: He was a serial killer.
1: Yeah, so a long time. So since Predators, I they suck up all those different people that are like supposed to be like dangerous game, and everybody the whole movie's going like, why the fuck did they suck you up? You're just some doctor, and and then this Israeli chick that's supposed to be like Black Ops, Mossad, <laughs> Black Ops or whatever, yeah. is like like. I can't remember how it came about. Like she ate like an MRE or some kind of stupid thing. And she's like, Whoa, what the fuck? He like drugged, and he just- drugged her and was about to fucking slice her up with his fucking scalpel. And then the predators fucking gutted his ass or whatever. But yeah, I well, was they, like,
0: they find out like, Oh, they brought us here based off of kill count. not yeah. uh, Just skill.
1: I was sad that Danny Trejo died as soon as he did. Spoiler alert. Don't even remember seen. him being in he it. He was a, he, of course he, he was a, he was a fucking cartel member. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that was the one where they put him out in the middle of this little fucking field that's like an open field and he's like screaming for help, but he's dead already. And there's a predator that's using his voice to scream for help. Oh my God. And they're I like, don't go that. out there. Holy fuck, there's fucking traps. I can't remember how they find out there's traps. That was actually a really good fucking movie. I,
0: so I heard it got a lot of backlash, but I really liked that movie. Well, because they're cunts.
1: That movie was the best, like, honestly, one of the better recreations of the original Predator movie. Because they they stuck to the same kind of music. They stuck to the same kind of theme. Morpheus was fucking awesome. I can't remember the name of that actor. I can never remember the name of that actor. Oh. You know who I'm talking about? I know exactly. I fucking mean. love him, and, I, and I'm so angry at myself that I can't remember his name. I um, can see his face, but I'm, of course, blue pill or or red pill. I always but forget his name. He he was so fucking good in that movie. He was so much fun. Yeah, that was a that was a super fun movie. But uh, because they tried to stick very close to the original Predator kind of feel, it was dope.
0: Well, Terry, it's going to be your stories first. Oh, but
1: so I need another drink. Then
0: let's take a little pause.
1: Okay, pause. Beep.
0: We can make a new Beep, drink. Dee, 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 dee. No, 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 not no? that kind of
1: pause. Oh, that's the that's the break pause. So my story is a lady named Tonda Dickerson. She was from Mobile County, Alabama in 1999. Okay. Specifically a place called Grand Bay. She worked at a Waffle House off of Interstate 10. Her and her coworkers worked the first shift. First shift co-workers were her. She was 28 years old at the time, 1999. 21-year-old uh, Jackie Fairley. 23-year-old Angela Tisdale and 27-year-old shift manager Matthew Adams. Oh, I'm sorry. And one more, 45-year-old Sandra Dino. There is an individual that is a regular there named Edward Seward Jr. Seward? Yes. So he's a 41-year-old medically retired restaurant manager. Okay. okay. So he he's because he's medically retired he's Receiving benefits and all that. So he's doing a lot of like weekend visitation to like, like waffle houses and IHOPs and stuff like that. Cause he just finds his regular spots. He's a regular at a lot of these places, right? Okay. But he was uh, a regular patron at the grand Bay waffle house, but he's best known for his tips in particular, the uni- uniqueness of his tips. So he never gave cash tips. He would give lottery tickets as oh. tips. And uh, at the time in 1999 uh, in Alabama, it was gambling was completely illegal. Um, so even lottery, they didn't have a lottery, anything.
0: How right? did he get away with that then?
1: So Mobile, Alabama is specifically this place, Green Green Bay. Oh, I'm sorry. Grand Bay. This place, Grand Bay, uh, is about an hour and a bit from... I believe it's Pensacola, Florida, where it is legal to gamble and it's legal to have a lottery. Uh, the neighboring the neighboring state of Mississippi is is also at the time they didn't have a lottery, so he would drive either buy his shit from someone or or you know drive to Pensacola and buy his lottery tickets there. And no one ever said it. in all the stuff I I was like, why is he driving all the way there? And no one knew why the fuck he was doing that, but.
0: It's not similar to, like, the county we live in now, Smith County, is a dry county. So you have to drive out of the county line to buy booze.
1: Maybe he was buying his own lottery tickets and got extras. I don't know. Okay. But he showed up to this place every weekend without fail. He would, because I guess his his sister lived in, in uh, Grand Bay, and he would be visiting his sister. But before going to visit his sister, he would stop by this Waffle House all the waitresses knew him. All the staff knew him, and he would. His tips were always lottery car, lottery tickets to the Florida Lottery. Though, though it was a bit strange. The staff appreciated, it obviously, uh, just because of the fact that it was illegal, and none of them are obviously going to drive an hour plus to Florida just to get lottery tickets. And Florida had a law at the time where it was like it, it didn't matter if you lived in Florida; you could play the Florida Lottery and get and win. So, on March sixth. Seward came to the Waffle House and noticed that his regular waitress, which was Tonda Dickerson, wasn't working that day. He proceeded to hand out the tickets, usually as he usually did, and he went about his day. Uh, He decided to hold on to one ticket just for Tonda because he shows up every week and he's like, you know, I give these tickets out to people. I'm going to make sure that she gets hers. He wants her to have it. Mm -hmm. Um, The ticket was for the night of the 6th, so the day that he actually went to that Waffle House. So he was gonna give it to her on the 7th, basically be like, listen, I didn't see you yesterday, but here you go, here's your ticket. That Sunday, the 7th of March, he saw Tonda as per usual, okay? Uh, Handed her an envelope with the the lottery numbers on the front of it, and with her name on the other side of it. And uh, she took it in her pocket, uh, went about her shift and it wasn't until she ended her shift and went home and checked the numbers that she found that she had an exact match for all six numbers.
0: Whoa. Big yeah, winner.
1: For the night before and it was a $20 million pot.
0: Whoa. That's crazy.
1: So, obviously the same day she quits her job at Waffle House. <laughs> right. right. She comes to find out uh so uh, she comes to find out she's actually splitting it with someone else. Someone else got all six numbers as well. So she's getting a $10 million pot. Kind of fucked. I mean, it is what it is. If someone got that's, lucky. That's
0: true. But like, you'd think the winning numbers wouldn't be something that had multiples. It makes it sound like there could be more than two.
1: There could be. There could be. And it, that's kind of the luck of the draw. That's the gambling portion, right? Like you and 10 other people could have just decided to do the same numbers, the same six numbers for that. And you would be splitting $2 million each basically, but it was her and one other person. So that went for the pot went from 20 million to 10 million. So the other person got still a lot of money. She got 10 and for 1999, that was a fuck ton of money for now. That's a fuck $10 million is a fuck ton of money. Okay. So she immediately starts making plans for the money. Uh, She decided to take the yearly installments instead of the lump sum because Mm -hmm. it would save her massive on taxes. Right. Um, I think they said that at the time it would have been like 300,000 a year, which is insane, especially for living in Alabama. Like fuck dude, like you're living like a queen for the rest of your life. So her and her husband arranged for the money to be transferred to a business that her and her family started, where essentially her and her husband would have 49% of this business and then her siblings and her parents would share increments of 17% to fill out the hundred. So ultimately they would end up owning 51% of the business, but in separate elements and her and her husband were on 49%. It was called nine mil Inc. because they assumed after taxes and everything over the course of years, taking it out, it would end up being around $9 million. Mm-hmm. Tana and her husband had a nine year old son from Tana's previous relationship uh, okay. prior to her current husband. Uh, they lived on a six acre property in a mobile home. And she first decided that she would have a house built and then she'd purchase a new car uh, because her old car was stolen. So oh. she, she had like a bunch of plans. Like I am going to take care of my parents. I'm going to take care of my siblings. I'm going to build this house for my, my child and my husband and I, and you know, I'm, I'm going to replace my car that was stolen. Good and, decisions. Yep. So she kept the lottery ticket in a Ziploc bag. Before she had to actually go in and like turn it in and prove that it was, that she had a, a valid lottery ticket and that it was actually hers and all that stuff. And, um, she kept it in that bag until she was able to show up in person and handle hand it over during the like finalization paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she showed up at the location where she'd fill out the final paperwork, she was informed that her winnings were disputed and that two lawyers had already been contacted, uh, that had already contacted the Florida lottery office to dispute the winnings.
0: I don't understand. So she shows up in the, this whatever office
1: this is. She waited about three days to go turn in the ticket. Yeah. And when she showed up those three days later, they said, listen, we can't give you your winnings. And she said, why not? And they said, two lawyers have already shown up and they've disputed your winnings. How? About to find out. So she was being disputed by her four Waffle House coworkers. Okay. That claimed that they were rightfully owed a piece of the winnings. They claimed They got
0: their tickets already.
1: Hold on. They claimed specifically that they all had a long-standing verbal agreement that if any one of them won, that they would split the winnings with one another. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, "No, we all said like, no, if I win, we'll all split it." Right? Okay. They claimed that Tonda was trying to go back on her promise and that she was trying to claim all the money for herself. In addition, they didn't want the payment installments. They wanted the lump sum each. So that fucked her ability to Listen, be
0: able to claim it. you didn't have the ticket. Like, I'm sorry. And if, it's a verbal if, agreement. If that was a verbal agreement, you're fucked. Legally, that means nothing.
1: Well, apparently to the Florida State Lottery, that was not the case whoa so tonda claimed the allegations weren't true and they were making it all up in response her co-workers filed a lawsuit against her so news obviously spread throughout uh, throughout all florida and alabama and tonda was front uh was a front page individual overnight so she gained well and when i say front page it was like from all the research i did like it went all over the country like everybody knew who tonda dickerson was in 1999 so her co-workers immediately went to as many news outlets as possible and stated that Tonda and her family formed a conspiracy to cut them out of their rightful share. A and,
0: conspiracy? Yeah. They're accusing her of conspiring against them?
1: Yep. And even went as far as to say that Tonda claimed that her winning ticket was a result of her purchasing one of her own and not, in fact, receiving one as a tip.
0: She didn't say that, I thought.
1: So... She she so she'll she'll hit that. So they also hired a private and get investigator in order to dig up any dirt on her or her family that might help their case in the coming lawsuit.
0: That sounds really fucked up, but it's I don't really want to make assumptions.
1: So Tonda claimed that she had some mis she had made some misleading statements about where she got the ticket, but that would that it was only to misdirect attention from her private affairs until she got everything in order to receive the money. So essentially she said I told a whole bunch of people, yes, that I bought my own ticket, but it was because people kept fucking like essentially from all the stuff I read on it. It was like, and every mind you, everything I saw, interviews, read, her fucking statements are all super consistent. And these asshole coworkers are all over the place. They like it
0: should be suspect.
1: Of course it should be. But of course, as you know, having done plenty of editing of fucking transcripts and shit, like someone wants to take it to court. It's got to go to court. It's unfortunate, but it's got to go to court. Yeah. Right. She essentially said, "Yeah, I did lie to people about where I got the ticket." But that was because I I had all these people coming out of the woodwork like like grilling me basically grilling me and trying to get money from me before I'd even gotten it. Like I I'm not doing that, right? So it made sense to me. Uh, in addition, Tana claimed that conspiracy claim made no sense. She took days to go into the lottery location to claim her winnings. By the time she had made her way in, her co-workers had already sent their lawyers to dispute. So it was like the day they found out that she fucking won, they were like, send the lawyers now. They were fucking pieces of shit. Right? They couldn't just be like, hey, yo, good for you, lady. You're out of this fucking grind. <laughs> like... It's just it just goes to show man how fucking shitty people can
0: be. They do. all got a ticket. It ended up with her. Now listen, if I don't know, I don't know how this goes. I don't know the end of the story. But if they all had a verbal agreement where like, yeah, if one of us wins from this guy tipping us lottery tickets, we'll split it. It'd be fucked up of her not to follow through. Sure. Sure.
1: But you probably wouldn't file a lawsuit over it.
0: I wouldn't. Because that's retarded. Why would you send an attorney preemptively before you've even spoken to her?
1: Because they already knew that she was going to claim the full winnings. That looks weird. I understand. But as you know, if someone files a lawsuit, it has to go to court.
0: Because, you know, it needs to be fair.
1: Fuck them. They're fucking pieces of shit. Anyway, uh, though Tonda's lawyers attempted to get the case thrown out of court, a circuit court judge allowed the trial to go to jury. So apparently in Alabama, that kind of thing could go to a jury trial. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but I would have thought that's a civil suit. And I didn't think civil suits, I didn't think civil suits had anything to do with juries, but apparently the, the federal circuit court judge allowed this whole thing to go to jury, jury trial. Yeah. Apparently got pushed to jury trial really quickly. And the reason it was pushed to jury trial so quickly was because of an IRS rule um, apparently, since Tonda's coworkers were asking for a lump sum, the IRS has a rule that all money won by any lottery must be paid within 60 days if they ask for a lump sum. So essentially it was like, hurry, get it through because the IRS is going to be up our asses if we don't.
0: But they didn't win.
1: Not yet, but they could if they win their lawsuit. Okay. I, it, it's a fucking clusterfuck, <laughs> right? So if they were to win the jury trial, they would have to be paid out quickly because the IRS is gonna be like Ricky Tiki Florida you have to pay these people within 60 days so it's just it was a whole mess right
0: mm-hmm. so
1: Tonda was offered two different settlements during the trial okay the first was that she would receive 30 percent of the winnings and her co-workers would split the remaining 70 uh, the second would have been that she receives 40 and that her co-workers would split the remaining 60 percent right Tonda stated in interviews that she would not settle uh she felt like the jackpot was getting stolen from her and that she was less worried about the money now than the principal of the entire thing so basically she was like fuck it i'll spend it all on fucking lawyers and shit because fuck you like you shouldn't be getting shit right right she said that her goal over everything was to dispel the rumors around her and her family which by the way these people were fucking ruthless jessica
0: the other like staff
1: of the restaurant yes They were fucking spreading so much Ah. crazy shit to the fucking newspapers and shit about not just her, but her family members. That's so fucked up. All because, oh, well, it might help our evidence at court, right? So both Tonda and her coworkers argued about the legitimacy of the verbal statements, especially over such a large sum. Tonda's co-workers, however, brought multiple witnesses that they claimed heard the conversations about splitting the money. And even Edward Seward Jr. appeared in court to testify that he was giving the tickets out with the understanding that if they were to win, they would split it with each other. Which means those bitches were paying him. Right. Like, it's obvious. No,
0: I can't, I can't assume that. Okay, Maybe, maybe well,
1: Edward Seward also claimed that he had been promised a brand new pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He's on oh. the fucking, come on. Like, it's obvious, okay? Those bitches came to him and said, hey, listen, bro, if you vouch for us, we'll give you a nice fat little check and you'll get a truck out of it. That's what happened. Okay, because no one's gonna tell me that this guy was handing out fucking tips at a restaurant. That he was handing out lottery tickets as a tip at a restaurant and went, but ladies, right? If you win, you'd better split it with each other. There's no way that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy's a piece of shit too. He's on the take too. That that's at least that's what I pulled from it. Right? It just makes sense. So. What? So, Headache. It goes through jury, right? Mm-hmm. And then when the jury deliberates, it's right to deliberates. Yeah. When they make the decision. Deliberation. It took them yeah. 45 minutes. Okay. The jury decided in favor of the four Waffle House employees. Ugh. okay. The judge ruled that the lump sum would be split in 20% increments between all the Waffle House employees. Tonda then led a legal vendetta against these motherfuckers. Uh, She fired her old lawyer that said that they likely wouldn't win anything in in any kind of appeal. And she hired a whole new legal team that took her appeal to the Alabama Supreme Court. Tonda went back to work at another Waffle House location, (laughs) which fucking sucks. That sucks so bad. Until her appeal was accepted by the Alabama Supreme Supreme Court in 1999, later in 1999, uh, which took the money away from everyone involved. So if those bitches started fucking spending money, essentially what happened was all the money got reconfiscated and said like no one's getting paid out shit which it made me super happy to find out too that those bitches had already started spending it like fucking good yeah no fuck you end it- up in debt yep good fuck them right
0: what assholes I can't even believe that I know you can't just be fucking happy for somebody nope
1: some eccentric I want my, pie. I want my piece of pie some
0: eccentric fucking dude is giving everybody lottery tickets and someone wins and you can't just be happy
1: nope wow So, the court declined to take oral arguments, stating that written ones would suffice. While the legal team for the co-workers pretty much rehashed all their arguments from the previous trial, Tonda's lawyers took a different approach. In addition to the arguments made before, they stated that any verbal agreements made about lottery winnings would be invalid, because gambling was illegal in Alabama anyway. You can't make a verbal agreement about a fucking gambling thing because Alabama says it's illegal anyway, so fuck your verbal agreement. Another was that Edward Seward was actually the winner of the lottery the day before, and he'd technically gifted her the money. So that doesn't matter either.
0: He put it in an envelope with her name on it. I know.
1: So in February of 2000, the state Supreme Court sided with Tonda, which was great. The justices agreed that due to the law about gambling, Alabama, any stated agreement made between the co-workers would have been an agreement about gambling, thus nullifying it under Alabama law. Tonda was now entitled to the full sum of money attached to the winning ticket.
0: After she's paid all of the legal fees, for she still hasn't all of this fucking headache. That's what fucking sucks. Wow.
1: It was at this time that Edward Seward would enter the legal battle directly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one was going. I knew that one was going to get you. So. Following the Supreme Court decision, he filed a lawsuit claiming that Tana had defrauded him. Okay. Which didn't make any sense. I'm like, I tried to look into that as much as I could. I'm like, how? I would like to know the reasoning behind, but there's nothing that said, like, I don't know if it's not public record or like if they just did take it down. But it sounds like I try to find out the why behind defrauding.
0: It sounds just sounds like legally he's trying to say that it would have been nicer for her to win and share some with him. And she didn't.
1: So, according to him, he had given the lottery ticket with two conditions attached, that Tonda would share the winnings with her co-workers and that he would get his King Cab pickup truck. He stated that because Tonda had broken the agreement, he wanted his ticket back. Fuck you. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh,
0: my God.
1: The suit would go on for two you years. Cheap
0: piece of shit. Handing out cheap lottery tickets rather than just tip your fucking waitresses and now you're going to go back on it?
1: Yep. Fuck Essentially you. saying here's a dollar instead of like 5 or more or 20%. Ass. Yep. That is ass. I know. I know. So, <clears throat> the suit would go on for with Seaward now for 2 years. Okay.
0: Poor baby. All
1: the while, Tonda would continue to rack up debt with her continued legal battles. It was also at this time that she was going through a divorce with her husband, James. So, as her second husband, right? <sighs> so, the first one was with the one she had a kid with. The second husband, James, was like, fuck it, I'm leaving. And now he claimed that he was entitled to half of her lottery winnings. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> that poor sweetheart, man. Poor Tonda. Oh, my God. So, he was like, I'm divorcing, give me half if you win. Right.
0: A fucking what? I know. She hasn't won She hasn't anything.
1: won it yet. <laughs> I know. What? A I think, piece of shit? I, so I think for him, and so again, I did as much research as I could, but it didn't look like there was anything that, that gave me any definitive answer. Sure. If I'm looking at it, what he did is he went, she's already fighting one legal battle. She's not going to fight two. She'll just give in on half for me. That's what I think he thought.
0: On the condition that she actually wins anything.
1: And if she doesn't, then he's like, whatever. Right? Half. I know. <laughs> I know. So in December of 2001, Tonda's former husband, so not James, the one that she had her first child or had her child with, mm-hmm. Stacy Martin, <clears throat> was arrested. So this is December of 2001. Mind you, this is while she's going through a divorce with James And him trying to take on, take half of her winnings if she gets them. And the legal battle with Edward Seward. This guy, Stacey Martin, breaks into her house and burglarizes it because he thinks she won the lottery. She's got good shit.
0: Excuse me?
1: So then in February of 2002, in the same week that the last of Edward Seward's appeals were thrown out. So after the court said, fuck you, your arguments are bullshit. She wins. Stacy Martin, Tonda's first husband, kidnaps her.
0: Uh, What? (laughs) He robbed her fucking house?
1: And then kidnaps her.
0: And then kidnaps her? How was he not arrested by now?
1: I'm sure he was, and then got out, and then kidnapped her. So, Tonda was attempting to leave for work. Martin shoved his way into her pickup truck and took off on Highway 90 towards Mississippi. During the whole drive, he's basically saying, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. The right. mother of his child. Yeah. He stopped at a uh, remote location where Tonda, a, a, a remote location in Mississippi, where it was like this little inn, like a motel, basically. And Tonda pleaded for her life. It was this time that her cell phone began to ring. Uh, and when she asked to answer it, Martin declined. He was like, no, don't fucking pick up your phone. So it rang again. Someone else was trying to contact her again. And she said, hey, listen, she, you know, regardless of who it was, she was like, listen, if I don't pick up my phone, they're going to come looking for me. And if you kill me before, like, and obviously he's tweaking or whatever, but like, she's like, if you kill me before that happens, they're going to find your ass. and She's fuck, counting
0: blah, blah. on him being stupid.
1: And then he go, he's stupid and he goes, yeah, answer it and tell him what you have to tell him. Right. So. Rather than reaching for her cell phone, she reached for her twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol (laughs) and shot him twice in the chest. Good! (laughs) Uh, Good girl. So she shoots him twice in the chest and he lives. (laughs) And he manages to wrestle the fucking pistol away from her. She convinced him that he needed to go to a hospital and agreed, so she drove him to the hospital.
0: (laughs) Good, good again, Tonda, good job.
1: (laughs) He was in serious condition, but he lived Okay. So he got shot twice in the chest and he lives still. All research shows that Tonda wasn't charged for anything in the shooting. Obviously, she was kidnapped and all that. He
0: was threatening her life and holding her captive.
1: Yeah. But it's unclear if Martin was charged for anything in in either. Excuse me. It was unclear if he was charged in anything related to the kidnapping either, because everything I did research wise shows that like there either was no charge or like they charged him on something else. Okay. Okay. So at the time, he was reportedly wanted on multiple charges in Mississippi, and they couldn't, and I couldn't find anything else. Um, and uh, so 10 years later, in the summer of 2012, when Tonda had just finished a prolonged battle with the IRS, uh, when she finally got her hey, winnings.
0: A battle with the IRS? Yeah. Because they, cause they haven't been like. Fucking eagle-eyeing this Check entire it. process.
1: So she finally gets her winnings. The federal government attempted to hit her with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of unpaid taxes. According to them, when she transferred shares of her 9 mil incorporated company, it constituted a gift. And the IRS can tax that. Uh, based on the worth of the 51% of the company she gave to her family, the IRS calculated she owed approximately $800,000. Okay. Okay. If you can believe it, Tonda argued that she didn't owe the money because there was a pre-existing verbal contract with her family members. Namely, that if any of them won any money in any way that they'd agreed to share it. <laughs> that was her argument to the IRS. Whatever. I, at the end of the day, it's not certain how much money Tonda actually got to keep at the end of everything. Research shows that the IRS uh, also calculated her taxes based off a of $5 million sum the research I did showed that her ex-husband James did get some kind of settlement from the divorce, but nothing showed how much it was, so I, I couldn't find that much. But if the IRS is charging for five, that means he probably won his half, more than likely. Okay.
0: That's so fucked up.
1: Um, and then, obviously, she probably also received substantially less because of the legal Like She probably paid so much to the lawyers. Like, it's pretty crazy. honey. So... All the research I did shows that the last report of her shows that she's working as a poker dealer in Mississippi. It's sad because the place where that waffle house was, what was it? Golden Bay or some shit, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Uh, Somewhere in Mobile.
0: Backstabber Bay.
1: So that was her hometown. That was where she grew up. Right. And her reputation and her family's reputation was so fucking tarnished that they couldn't live there anymore. That damage was so heavy That essentially she had to move to Mississippi and become a fucking poker dealer and just, like, go off the grid. Yep. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Poor baby. Because a guy gave her a fucking lotto ticket as a fucking tip
0: what a headache Poor tonda i would not have taken your ass to the hospital so that's an
1: ironic winner
0: (laughs) i'd have been like oh no i shot you two times and you're still alive Darn! now i i've suddenly forgotten how to drive from all the stress of being are you
1: bleeding out (laughs) shoot darn
0: well that was a doozy
1: yeah
0: we're going on break see you guys in just a few minutes Winners, winning, people who win things, lottery winners. That's what you talked about.
1: Unfortunate lottery winner.
0: You know what I would consider to really be winning? Hmm. To be spending money (coughs) on products that are of quality and be getting more bang for your buck. Oh, of course. Obviously. Do you know who we could call on to provide us quality products that give us the exact bang for our buck?
1: I imagine you're going to tell me.
0: A perfect ratio. Just say who. Who? Louder, though.
1: Who? Our sponsors!
0: That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes Woodcraft products.
1: Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists.
0: All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons & Dragons accessories like Dice Towers, Dice Dungeons, and DM screens.
1: Everything is made here in the USA.
0: Yes. A family owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. <laughs> you can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias.
1: That's Tilted T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome.
0: And they love us just like we love you. Hey, babe. Yeah. You know how you're worried about having hangover symptoms tomorrow?
1: Not if I have a fucking badass product to take care of that.
0: <laughs> no. Follow my
1: lead. Okay.
0: You know how you're worried about having a hangover tomorrow? <laughs> sure. <laughs> did you know that one little patch could make the difference between you worrying about symptoms tomorrow and not worrying at all?
1: I did know that.
0: You did? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, what patch is it? Motherfucking Party Patch.
0: Exactly right. Party Patch. Thank you, Party Patch. They are affiliates of this podcast, pumping your blood full of vitamin B and taurine. Go to threeshotsin.com, follow the link, and enter three in as promo code in order to get 10% off. Enjoy. Hey, babe. Yeah? Have you ever... Felt that feeling, that exciting new feeling. When you get a new bottle of liquor, you've heard that it's good, but you've never tried it for yourself and you open it and you pour it into a glass for the first time. Isn't that such a good feeling? Sure. Well, how would you like it if you could pour even more than that?
1: I mean, it'd be pretty cool. It'd
0: be great. And you can with Pour More. Pour More is a subscription service. They bring a new bottle of liquor to your doorstep. So convenient. Once a month. And that's any liquor you could fancy. You should visit them. And follow our link at threeshotsin.com. We've got a link there for you to follow. And that will let poor More know that we sent you. Enjoy your subscription. Your new bottle once a month. That's the break. We're all done. I'm going to spin the wheel. Ah, you've won the lottery. What's the most superficial thing you purchase? You go first. Makeup.
1: Really? Yeah. That's the first thing you go to?
0: Yes, because it's it really wouldn't even make a dent in like lottery winnings. Okay. But it's extremely expensive on a standard budget. Okay. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm so sure there are other superficial things I would want to buy.
1: Along but, those same lines uh-huh. of justification, guns.
0: Guns and those would be superficial because usually those are things you would put to good use for protection but we already have so many that they would be superficial
1: it would be superficial and i'd and nvg's you would do what i'd get you, nvg's too
0: what are those
1: night vision goggles <laughs> <laughs> why because why not <laughs> i won the lotto fuck it You said superficial things. I don't need them. I mean, but they're fucking dope. So why wouldn't I have them? That's true. That's true. That's what the question was. Mm -hmm. And we
0: answered it so quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Being done with that wheel spin means that it's my
1: story time. Ooh, I'm so excited for Darwin Awards.
0: Which are basically losers. So I cheated a little, but they did technically win an award.
1: They won an award. That's not cheating. That's just true. They did. You did your due diligence.
0: I did. They didn't, though.
1: They did not. That's
0: why they won the award.
1: The award is for stupidity.
0: Yes. And we begin. First, Stupid. with February 1990 in Washington, a man with apparently no history of crime chose to begin his crime by robbing H&J leather and firearms. He robbed it while it was full of customers buying guns.
1: And the owners that are armed as fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Correct. He also didn't notice a police car parked out front, or at least he noticed it and didn't think much of it. When he entered the shop, a cop was standing at the counter with a coffee. He did proceed to announce he was robbing the store anyway, and fired some warning shots for good measure, only to, in a strange twist of events, be shot to death by the officer and the store clerk. (laughs) silly.
1: (laughs) That is some Darwin shit.
0: (laughs) Very, very silly, sir. Next. In 1992, just a few days before Christmas, 47-year-old Ken Barger woke up with a jolt to his phone ringing on his nightstand. But instead instead of his phone, he brought his 38 Special to his ear and pulled the trigger. How? In a sleepy haze. You don't pull a
1: trigger to answer your phone. He killed himself instantly. There's some more. There's got to be some more to that. There's no way. You don't pull anything to answer a phone. I don't know. Good Lord. Fuck it. We'll default. Next up, what was reported.
0: In 2012, these are not necessarily in chronological order. I say next because that's the next story.
1: That's I the found. next one you found. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: 2012. A man named Gary Allen Banning. He was attending a party at a friend's house in North Carolina. He found salsa. He found a salsa jar, that is, filled with what he must have assumed was booze. It was in the fridge. He took a big old swig of it, only to find out that it was gasoline. (sighs) Oops. Gross.
1: I thought you were going to say coolant.
0: No, he promptly spit it out. Friends who saw laughed, but not for long. As they watched Gary bring a cigarette to his lips and light it. Yeah.
1: Spontaneous combustion. He
0: ignited his face and his clothing and died later from the burns. Uh,
1: Darwin? Darwin Awards.
0: That is why he's on that list. Next. Over 550 motorcyclists participated in a rally in New York in the summer of 2011. That's the year we got married. Mm Mm-hmm. They did this to protest, legally, needing to ride with a helmet on. They didn't think it was necessary. In a sad twist of irony, 55-year-old Philip Contos, who was participating in the demonstration, was forced to slam on his brakes to avoid hitting the bike in front of him and was thrown over his handlebars, colliding with the street head first and dying. Doctors, of course, later confirmed a helmet would have protected him.
1: So that's been a thing since we've been here. They have no helmet laws here. East Texas. And I'm just Texas general. Oh. They're real specific about you can't split lanes, but oh no, it's fine. You don't have to wear a helmet. I'm like, y'all are fucking retarded. I see people riding without helmets. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot.
0: It's a choice.
1: And I think it's because I've been in an actual motorcycle accident before. If I did not have a helmet on, I'm dead.
0: You would have been dead. That's true. That is a true story.
1: Yes. Okay. Okay
0: in Otego
1: my Jesus. Like, God.
0: in Otego Township New Zealand in 2014 25 year old Travis Lane was hit by a car he suffered a broken arm and a brain injury tragically before dying in the hospital a month later oh, Travis. after he ran from a bonfire party at a friend's house in order to moon oncoming traffic <laughs> having jutted his bare ass too far into the road
1: so I will say, I still feel bad for Travis. So <laughs> it was just it sounded like a fun time, poor guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, a local coroner found Travis was significantly affected by alcohol and drugs. Of course he was. When he ran out into traffic to, quote, do a brown eye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Travis! Travis! That's the kind of shit we need. That's called humor. <laughs> we, need, we need those people to stay around. But at what cost? Damn. Next, next up. I like you, Travis.
0: Damn. 45-year-old school teacher James Young. Okay. He lost his phone and other pocket belongings while he was riding a roller coaster at Cedar Point Amusement Park in Ohio. That's annoying. Rather than inform the park staff that his items had fallen onto the concrete below the ride, he chose to retrieve them himself from a restricted area. <sighs> Just as he jumped down to the track's The roller coaster went by at its max speed. Of course it did. Of 57 miles per hour, instantly killing him. Of
1: course. Yeah, that's pretty fucking retarded.
0: That's definitely preventable. Hence the Darwin Award.
1: Yeah. No, that one makes sense. Next. That's not fun like Travis. Travis can live. Damn. Doing a brown eye. Doing a brown eye? Next. Okay.
0: In Oregon in 2001, a man lost control of his truck, and he crashed into a utility pole supporting high-voltage power lines. Very dangerous. However, the crash was not what killed him. Police speculated that he had attempted to clip the power lines lying across the hood of his truck. He was found lying face down beside it with gardening shears in his hands.
1: Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I know. See, that one deserves it. That one deserves it. It's like the crab, like bothering the sea snake. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. You're dead, dude. Like, sorry. You should know better by now. I don't even I, know if that's a thing. I'm probably going to get you, your fans are gonna like, be like your husband's a, fucking retarded. Said that metaphor. doesn't even happen. <laughs> you
0: said the metaphor so confidently, I assumed it was common.
1: You know, that's what they teach us. You say it confident enough <laughs> and, it, and it is what it is. Sure.
0: <laughs> there are only two left on my list of Darwin Awards.
1: You've had some pretty fucking, aside from Travis, you've had some good ones. Travis, he deserved to get away with that one. Doing
0: a brown eye, that's so innocent. Anyway, in 2002, a man in Wisconsin had a kinky little game he liked to play with his wife.
1: I already want this fucking guy to die.
0: Where <laughs> she pressed the barrel of an unloaded shotgun against his nutsack. <laughs> Pulled the trigger when he said when. What the fuck? <laughs> One night. A friend when he of said when Like, was that it, what? It was unloaded. There was no real risk. Clearly, you know? it was loaded because he's fucking dead, right? He's not. No. He's just ballless. One night. Well, he can't he can't breed now. A friend of hers. She was headed over. And he and his wife they wanted to get frisky before she arrived. So they were in a bit of a rush, and they didn't check the barrel. <laughs> he had his balls blown off,
1: but he did live. <laughs> Do they have children already? I don't know. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right.
0: This is my last one. That's fucking terrible. And Terry, it's one of the more fucked up.
1: It didn't involve kids, right? No. All right, then we're good. No, no. You can be as fucked up as you want as long as you don't involve kids.
0: 2010. A Korean man in a wheelchair. Mm. He became very frustrated. After he missed the elevator, he wasn't fast enough to catch it. So he turned his chair around and began ramming backwards into the doors in order to force them open.
1: It's gone already, Ben.
0: Unfortunately, they did open, and he didn't notice because his back was turned. However, the elevator
1: was already gone. How would the elevator doors open if the elevator's already gone? That doesn't even make sense. He rammed into them hard enough. Some fucking guy on security was like...
0: <laughs> Sabotaged him. <laughs> yeah. And he propelled himself backwards into the elevator shaft and died.
1: I feel kind of bad for him. Like, holy fuck. Like, he was just frustrated because he's like, my legs don't fucking work. He was just a frustrated wheelchair bound. And some guy went... You don't know that. Somebody did. You don't know. An elevator door doesn't open because you kick it. It doesn't happen that way.
0: Also, Nintendo shouldn't work because you blow into the cassette. But it did.
1: Unless someone was like this.
0: No Ah. one was. (laughs) Well, all right. That's the end of my story. That means it is now time for a new wheel spin. Do I get to spin it? Yes, please do. Try again. (laughs) Good job one too many screwdrivers you missed the wheel at first i did but you did get it and that was a strong spin
1: but that's just a testament to your screwdriver thanks they're real good
0: thank you anyway you've landed on you have won the favor of a medieval king and he's made you his jester how do you entertain him who the
1: fuck comes up with these um, your fucking viewers, they're random, fuck your viewers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you not know how you would entertain your medieval king?
1: I don't. Um, I would sing. I'd be the farter. <sighs> oh what my God,
0: it? you totally could be. What's his
1: na- Cause I have cartoon farts already. What the fuck was his name? It was like Francis, the farter some.
0: I don't know. Now I'm going to look it up.
1: <laughs> what, do you, what is it? Ferdinand the Farter or something. Read the top. Roland LeFartère. Roland le Peter. And Roland LeFartère. Okay. <laughs> it's Roland the Farter.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I would be the Farter. You
0: would be Terry the Farter.
1: I'd be Terry the Farter. <laughs> Because my farts sound like cartoon um, farts.
0: Just so you all know, this is an actual figure in He's history. He's
1: a real guy. He's
0: a real person who existed historically. There oh, I would have been,
1: so been so good. I would have been the king's favorite farter.
0: Roland was a court jester, and he had only one job in the royal
1: court. It was just a fart.
0: Every Christmas during the court's righteous pageant, he performed a dance that ended with one jump one whistle and one fart <laughs> executed simultaneously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he did it so well. He ended up in history. Roland the farter. That's Roland his name. The farter. Mm-hmm. Medieval England celebrity flautist flautalist.
1: Let me just tell you right now.
0: Flatulist.
1: I would have. I pronounced. would have fucking rickrolled <laughs> Roland. I'd have been such. I'd have been the fucking king's favorite farter because holy shit.
0: That makes sense. I'm going to
1: have We're going
0: to have to do an episode on him. Roland the farter.
1: That would be dope. What would be the subject for that?
0: I don't know. Enterta- Gas?
1: Entertainment?
0: Maybe. Maybe. The next one. Entertain. Right. The next one I just happen to know is loser. I, I'm going to record that with Jake.
1: Ooh, I feel like that, man, that's just rife for fucking content. Like, holy fuck, you could get some good shit off a of loser.
0: The one after that is prison. I have my notes already ready for loser. I don't have any notes for prison as of now.
1: I feel like prison is going to have some good ones.
0: Well, all right. Like rate and subscribe. All of those who are listening, share this podcast with any you think would enjoy. Visit our website at threeshotsin.com. We have a PayPal donation button on there. That's our internet tip jar. We also have a link to our Patreon. You should really join that. There's a lot of bang for your buck there. Do all of those things. Do it. There's also a link on there to all of our sponsors and affiliates. That's Tilted Tinker.
1: Oh, they're such badasses.
0: I know. Party Patch and Poor More. The next topic, like I said, will be losers.
1: Oh, that's going to be so good.
0: I'm going to record that. Holy with Jake. fuck.
1: You, there's so much. Oh, there's so much good, good shit that can come from losers.
0: I'm pretty proud of what I came up with.
1: Yeah. No offense to, you know, if you're a fucking loser.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling Jacob's going to call me a loser many times in the next
1: episode. Oh, I hope so. Because, fuck you. You're supposed to
0: be on my side.
1: I'm only on your side, if it makes sense.
0: It does make sense. Sometimes. Who sucks your dick? Only me.
1: (laughs) Sometimes, Jacob.
0: (laughs) 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 Anyway, thank you guys for joining, and we'll see you again next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Who is it that gets allergic to meat? It's like Lyme disease people, right? Like there's a, a tick or something like that. They I can, don't, I don't know. They can give you Lyme I don't disease. I have heard of that. You can be like forced to be a vegetarian. Oh my God. Isn't it so, such a terrible thought?
1: That would be, that would be my, that would be my death row. That no. would be it. <laughs> I'd be like, Jessica, I have a rifle right there. Put it to my fucking temple and pull the trigger. I'm done.
0: That's encouraging. (laughs) So glad you're happy. I have
1: have nothing to live for but my red meat.